everybody, it's season one, episode 32, and we're going to pause in our normally scheduled programming because something came across my desk, by the way. This is Scott, your rookie gardener. Yes, I've taken control over the microphone from Mike for approximately 10 seconds. I'm tied up. Everybody, the garden guy, Mr. Mike O'Rourke. Yay! And that ends that. <laughs> that was. So, no, we were So, gonna, why are you taking this over, Scott? I, because I had, you know, gosh, last episode was all about me and what I learned. But, so, I came across, we were discussing indoor air qualities, like new carpet fumes and stuff like that. And so, I was just like, I, you know, I had bought these little ionizers for a couple of the rooms. Just, to, you know, I started looking around and, you know, there's carpet and the studio walls and stuff. So I'm like, you know, I want a little bit more clean air. So I was just like, well, all of a sudden I'm like, well, wait a minute. Houseplants can do the same thing. I am not going to get started in houseplants. I know nothing about houseplants. Well, and I, I, and I'm going to officially say, I don't want to know. I've got too much on my plate. Just trying to keep the outside alive. You see, when it comes to anything gardening with you, and I think with other people as well, it has to do with uh, how, I mean, even though you just got done saying that you want to have nothing, nothing to do with this. I know you, your wife knows you. Well, next time I come in here, you're going to have houseplants all throughout your studio. No, I know this. No, no. You're going to give I'm them names to. and birth, birth certificates. No, no, I can't. I'm, no. Okay. Sorry. I, I'm tapping out on this one, everybody. Okay, well, what's what, what's your point then on the quality of 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 air well no i just came across i just started thinking about like wow i mean you know people are spending money on ionizers i mean they're not that expensive but on the other hand can a plant do the same thing and how well can a plant do it you know i was asked by somebody a while ago um can house plants do the same thing as purifying air as um, let's say the air purifiers. Well, I don't know what kind of air purifiers people are getting out there, but plants generically purify the air. They first of all take CO2 or carbon dioxide out of the air, and they replace it with oxygen. We know that. Biology 101 or, you know, eighth grade biology at, you know, Blessed Sacrament um, Elementary School. In essence, all plants are basically going to be a purifier. Problem here is, is, I mean, Let's just say somebody asked, well, will a houseplant do this? And where can I get them? I'm saying, well, all plants can do this. I mean, if you wanted to and you had the room, you could take an oak tree and bring it into your house, and it'll purify. But oak trees generally have to go through seasonal dormancy. Um, in the northern and in the Midwest regions, dormant plants will not be producing the oxygen that you are looking for. So, therefore, what's the alternative, Scott? I mean, what kind of plants? We're, we're quizzing you right now. Yeah, well, I mean... Tropicals! Yes, because... Yeah, let me answer, man. All right, well, okay. Tro Mike, tropicals is the answer. Because... You, you, you get a start to put on your forehead. Indoors yeah. in the winter, easy to grow. And they basically are still functioning. I mean, they're taking the CO2 in, spitting out the oxygen. Uh, it, is a, it is an air purifier. It is, and with the things that are going on right now, I mean, the benefit of taking plants, tropicals, or what you want to consider house plants, whether they're succulents like cactus or like jade plants or like sedum, or if they're broadleaf, um, 
It's, or spider plants, for instance. Plants that you bring indoors, you can maintain a connection with them. They'll keep you happy, joyous, and free. There's a benefit to them um, other than just purifying the air. And I don't want to minimize the just purification, but the benefits of, of, of having these things indoors is that it's going to basically sharpen your attention. It's somewhat therapeutic. It reduces stress. Um, it'll give you, if you had some type of medical condition, your recovery time is, you know, shortened by about a third of what you would normally expect. You're saying clean air does this? The clean air and the, the, the plant itself. Okay. Um, I mean, it, it gives you kind of like a company. It, it, well, it basically impures the, impures, improves the air quality and it ionizes the air. Now, do you know how ionizing, ionization works? It, well, here's the cool thing. Yes. So, like this fall, I did buy these little, almost like, it looks like cigarette pack. It's an ionizer for various rooms. Years ago, I had these sharper image columns. Yeah, they look like stereo speakers. I know yeah, what you're talking yeah, about. They yeah, they were cool. So, they had the three metal blades in them, mm -hmm. and then I had the one that also has the uh, ultraviolet light in it. Right. So, those were, I mean... Those worked really well. In fact, there's an old story about uh, after 9-11, a couple apartment buildings that had those working at the time mm -hmm. of the event, that those apartments actually were somewhat or a lot more dust-free than a lot of the other buildings around They were in still New functioning? Yeah, they were still, still working? Yeah. Wow. Basically, the ionizer, all it's doing is throwing electrons in the air, attaching to dust and pollens, making them heavy so they don't float, throws them to the ground, and then you vacuum them up. It, it neutralizes. I, I, uh, it basically attacks whatever's in the air, whether it's a mold, like you said, whether it's dust, whether it's an allergen, whether it's a bacteria that's floating around. Yeah, it knocks it out. I mean, but the plants do the same thing. Now, if you could go... If your focus is, especially with this COVID thing going around right now, if you want to spend the money to go get an ionizer, like you have right now, these little cigarette packs that you got plugged into the wall, or if you wanted to, you could get yourself something bigger, but use that in conjunction with the house plants, with the tropical plants. I mean, the plant is going to respond to your care. Now, right now, like you had stated, they're not really going to be actively growing, but they're still going to be functioning. They're yeah. going to take the impurities out of the air. They're still breathing in and out. Yeah. And, and, and I think it's, you know, when you're out there, you give them names, give them a birth certificate, try and deduct them from, you know, the IRS this year. Uh, but in this case, I mean, it's something that's going to give you something to look forward to. So this was so important, went and found out that in 1989, NASA published a study about ionizers, really? ionizers versus plants. Really? Yes. So in 89, NASA did this study showcasing the powerful air purifying capabilities of plants. And then they ra basically are raising the questions, are indoor plants enough to clean your air in your home, or do you need air purifiers to assist? And what they discovered, certain plants were best for cleaning the air. And what they basically came down to is, is you need one plant that's six to eight inch pot diameter for every hundred square feet of your house. But you see, so a six to eight inch pot's not, not, not huge. No, but in an average home, let's say you're going to need 15 to 18 indoor plants. What? 
all spread out throughout the home, according to. You don't NASA have room study. to walk around. You wouldn't. I mean, you'd well, have a, well, you have you know to throw some on your. Or cat want to share the bathroom with you while you're doing your business? Yeah. Well, you I mean, throw your plants some... are going to be in there. Well, the NASA study says that air purifier is better for a people who don't mind mechanical filtration and those that have to clean it. Mild to severe allergy people, people who want to remove the largest variety of contaminants from the air, more bang for your buck. Um, dust, allergens, bacteria, mold, pet dander, and smoke. Homes that contain lots of dust, pet dander. Um, homes that don't have a lot of room or space to accommodate the number of plants needed. And people who aren't good at keeping plants healthy and alive. Well, why were you chuckling there, sir? House plants are better for people who prefer natural air purification. Now, that's a given. Homes that have higher levels of VOCs. What's a VOC? Volatile organic compound. And that's like new constructions, renovation, furniture, new carpets, uh, or if you use a lot of cleaning supplies, uh, homes that don't accumulate much dust or pet dander. No pet house, I guess. And home, this is kind of goofball answer. Uh, homes that have enough space to accommodate all those multiple plants, like you were saying. Yeah. And people who are good at doing that. So, you know, go ahead and give me well, your thoughts on that. I think it would probably work if you used them both. I mean, it, well, yeah, in the long run, I think, I think that's kind of what they're saying here. Yeah, because the house plant is basically going to continue to do what do its thing, regardless if you got it plugged in or not. Um, but it's going to maintain a certain... Have you ever noticed, whether it's a house plant or a plant that's out in your garden, where they collect what appears to be kind of a dark substance on them or any kind of a soot? Um, the plants leaves themselves, whether it's, you know, let's say a jade plant, which is a succulent, or even aloe vera, uh, or even, you know, anything with a broad leaf to it is going to collect any of the impurities that are in the air, whether it's outdoors or indoors. So indoors, I mean, the plant's going to be basically a continued, it's like your pool, it's a continued filter. Mm -hmm. The ionizers that you bought are going to continue to nuke these impurities that are in there on a continued basis. Now, I don't know if that's going to give you any type of a negative um, uh, response, because if you don't have any impurities, will the plants benefit from that? I know that they take in the CO2 or the carbon dioxide mm -hmm. so that they can, you know, emit oxygen. But I don't know if the impurities are going to be part of that. That's interesting. I'd like to check into that. I know that especially with the COVID situation that we have right now, you can go to get any tropical plant you want and put it in the area. Now, from that NASA study, what was it, like one plant for every 800 square feet or how many? 100 plants? square feet. 100 square feet. That's a lot of plants. Yeah, I know. That's an awful lot. So, so I, that's why you probably want to mix it up a little. I would bit. mix it up. I mean, I can see the benefit of it, and especially with this COVID stuff going around. I, you know, it's going to come. It's going to continue to be here. It's not just the COVID. There's going to be other ones that are going to be bouncing around. Right. So the, well, you got your basic everyday cold and flu. Yeah, and this it's not necessarily going to protect you, but it's going to ensure that you're doing everything that you can right. to prevent any unnecessary. You, pathogens. You, you may get it once instead of getting it three times exactly. in a winter season. Exactly. And so I think the benefit of using the plant with the ionizer is going to be perfect. 
No. Go ahead, Scott. With the ionizers, and you have to vacuum, so you got to make sure you have a good filter on your vacuum so you're just not repeating the cycle and throwing it back into the air. Yeah. Now, here's something that I, that w- since you said that you were going to do this, I looked something up. I'm, I'm kind of fond of this. There's a website out there that's called treehugger.com. That's T-R-E-E-H-U-G-G-E-R.com. And it seems a little, you know, way out in left field. And it can be, but uh, it, it gives you kind of uh, some neat information. I mean, they've also gone through the types of plants. I did state, I mean, it helps to reduce stress, sharpens your attention, therapeutic, recovery for, let's say, operations, teeth being pulled, things of that nature, uh, productivity, improving the air quality, reduces VOCs, which are the volatile organic what are compounds. they, organic or compounds? Organic compounds. And, and, but, and the quality is most effective of the air. I mean, but now the plants, people generally want to know what kind of plants are going to be best for this. Yes. And I know I know you have some ideas. And but you. Na- NASA, the NASA Let's go with the big plants. guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe after I read this list, you tell me how easy these plants are yeah. to have in the winter mm-hmm. and what it may take them in the summer, so that I can have them for the next winter again. Yeah. What kind are they? English ivy, Janet Craig. Well, that's a Dracaena. Golden Pothos. Okay. Peace Lily, Warnecki, Mother-in-Law's Tongue. Yeah. See, these, these it makes it sound really, really technical, because of some of the botanical terminology, and that's one of the things that I do not like because it kind of expresses a little arrogance. If I were to go out there and go and say, you know, Texas media brown eye, well, why don't you just call it a God-blessed use? Basically, the English ivy, uh, the Dracaena, the pothos, whether it's golden or whatnot— um, I have, I mean, most of the Dracaenas are their mother-in-law's tongue. Most people don't know. I mean, they know, they see it all the time, but they're these spiky things that, that have a single leaf that comes up and it, to the point it looks like a little needle at the end of it. Well, one of the reasons that they call it a mother-in-law's tongue, do you know? I'll give you a little history on this one. A little segue to something different, but mother-in-law's tongue, they used to use, they would take people that they would invite mom over but mom had a tendency to be a little too, you know, with too much of her opinion. Yes. Certain people would, well, they discovered this a long time ago, and this is why they call it mother-in-law's tongue. Take a clipping of it, put it in her tea, especially the juice, it would numb the vocal cords. And oh. they would not, she wouldn't be able to talk. And, I mean, mission accomplished, right? Uh, maybe this may be the only plant I do grow. Well, <laughs> it might be, but in this case, I mean, there's all sorts of uh, plants that are out there. These aren't just, get a plant that you really like. Uh, use it in conjunction with what you've got as far as the ionizers. Yes, NASA did their study. Um, I went through like a, a number of different websites to try to find out which ones are good, which ones are bad. They all basically say the same thing. Get something that's going to be easy for you to maintain. Find enough in there that's going to, I don't want you to fill your room up to the point where you've got yourself a tropical rainforest. No, no. But enough in there to give you the aesthetic as far as the, the, the eye, the nice value there. The pleasantry of uh, knowing that there's something that you're going to be taking care of. It complements the room. Uh, that in conjunction with what you have right now, I think that's going to be more than enough. Now, having said that, 
What do you do with the plants when it comes summertime? You can leave them indoors if you want. Or take them outside. Or take them outside to your patio, to your porches. Know the area and the condition that they want. Some of them like it. Most of them like it. These are tropical plants that are, you know, thriving. They're flourishing. But they love it in the heat and humidity. So the more that you do there, the more you're going to have to, well, upcan. I mean, upcanning is basically taking that six to eight, eight inch pot that they're talking about from NASA and then going into to a 10 to 12 inch pot if you want to. But taking care of these plants is really a breeze. You're going to prep them to be ready for the, for the fall slash winter. But they do the same thing as far as getting the impurities out of the air. They do the same thing as far as, um, well, basically emitting more oxygen. And I, I, you're getting the aesthetic value from it. And the nice thing is, is in the wintertime, they're really maintenance-free. They, they're, they're, they no, no fertilization necessary. No, you don't want to overwater them Little either. water. Yeah, mist them if you have to or if yeah. you want to. I mean, they'll they'll lift up their fronds and say do the other side and that that sort of thing. But I mean, really, they're they're going through a bit of a dormancy. Face it, we don't have a lot of sunlight in the Midwest right now. I think you know, just recently we got about what eight hours of it. We should, you know, for the entire week. Some people haven't seen it for like nine, ten days. Oh. Uh, that can get dreary. The plants basically are going to help to brighten somebody else's. Well, mine. I don't have everything. I got a grapefruit tree and I've got a palm. And, you know, one's Frank, the other one is Gertie. I don't know the sex on them. I know Gertie doesn't flower. But, um, yeah, good morning, Gertie. Good morning, Frank. And then, you know, my dog has a tendency to go and sniff when I go over and give him a drink. He drinks out of the water that's in the pot. I mean, these are big plants. I have a problem. I'm going to have to recruit somebody to take it in and out of the patio every year. You, on the other hand, I mean, if you want to— Get something that's not going to be uh, high in maintenance. Get something that looks good. You've got the ionizers. We're done. we got clean air. I'm going to come over to the Sandstrom uh, studio and spend my vacation time here. Don't look at me like that. Yeah, you're not spending any time here, dude. i got to set the alarm. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, I think it's, it's, it's going to be fun. It's nice to have something like that around. Um, just d- don't do heavy research. Go onto the website, you know, treehuggers.com. Uh, take a look, see what they recommend. Do what Scott did. Do your own research. And if you want to get, you know, like 200 plants for an 800-square-foot area, go for it. Just understand Well, you're going to have to maintain it. Mentally, the nice thing is, is if you're buying a house plant just for the indoor air quality, you're not subconsciously worried about, oh, I got to make it bloom. I got to make it do this. All you, right. to, all you have to do is keep it alive, and right. it's doing the work for you, and you can move on to another specialty plant that you have more interest in. That's legal. You get yourself some working plants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's, that's perfect. You don't have to spend an arm and a leg. You don't have to worry about how to maintain. I know that you can if you want to. I know people that get into orchids. Orchids do the same thing. Um, they're, they're just a little bit more finicky when it comes down to maintenance. You can get an aloe vera plant or a Christmas cactus, just drop it in the ground, give it a good drink, leave it alone. You never probably have to water it again, just missed it. So maintenance is a big factor, but it, you know they're still going to provide you with the same cure, clean air and the purification of it. Since this is just a, a quick thought and process type of episode, Uh, Anything you'd like to uh, finish up the subject with? I'm just suggesting if you want, and I think it's a good idea, combine the two. Go and check out, you know, get your 
derriere out. Wear your mask, go shopping, but find a place that specializes in tropical plants and a place where people know what they're talking about. Now, I know in the Toledo area there's one called, um, what is it called? Um, Old Ben Cells, and that's located in Toledo, Ohio, but they specialize in tropical plants to use for indoors. I'm not going to recommend that you don't go to these box stores that have the tropicals, but I'm going to recommend that you do your research because I don't think most of the people that are there know their tropical plants. So find somebody that basically specializes in it if you're interested, and um, just have way. Get something, start out simple and easy, and then take the training wheels off. Now, what are we going to go to next week? Next week? Yeah. That was supposed to be this week. Well, but I had my little question. Yeah, was, I, I thought it was appropriate timing and everybody's with the windows closed and, you know, get some clean air going that yeah. we would interrupt our regular scheduled program. Now that we have clean air and we've got a few tropicals in the room, what are we going to do? We're we, going to what, Scott? We're going to start planning our garden for this spring. That's P-L-A-N-N-I-N-G. Yeah, I came from a couple of hardware stores. They've already got their seeds, the soils, everything that's out there right now. But they've got, let's say, vegetable seed and they've got ornamental seed, um, annual flowers, things of this nature. I think in this case, try to get your ideas for the next well, uh, your Midwest garden. Let's face it. Some people have a lot of ideas already. Well, yeah, but then you're going to have to go and break away from some of those ideas, too, because like you're in your, your 800 plants and 200 square feet. You can't do that. You probably want to have your own botanical gardens out in the backyard. Well, you can try, but I think less is more in this case. So figure out what you need the most on your vegetables. Figure out what you want the most as far as your pretty flowers. And then here comes, you know, the native plant routine in conjunction with um, your annual flowers. And I think that's going to be something that you can get started. Well, I know it's something you can get started the end of January, first to middle part of February for the spring of 2021. Woo! Woo is right. So we have some milestones. That I want to wrap up with real quick for this episode. A, we've had a total of 3,500 downloads through, and we're not even in a year. Woo woo. Um, well, we average two to three episodes every month. Um, so yes, wake a, up. A big wake thanks up. to all our listeners. Yeah. So that's cool, and, and you know, or you know. We're just doing this because we like doing this. So there's well, there's, there's I a, enjoy doing this because I want to be able to. I mean, there's people that you know. Face it, Scott, you like you know, not everybody has you know ten thousand square foot of area to work with. But you you're starting to do this now, and you found a passion. I think we created a monster in you. Now we've got people that are out there that want to know how to, we're stuck being homebodies for a while. Let's do outside homebody things. Grow our own food. Make our places look really pretty. Know what to put in, when to put it in, and how to put it in. And enjoy your outdoor space. Enjoy your space. Because I read that 86% of people that started first-time gardeners last year because of COVID are going to return and do it again, 86%. There's going to be more. There's going to be a lot more. So the other thing is is we're coming up on the end of our last or the last of our first season. So pretty soon we're going to be saying season two, episode one. So that's exciting. That's oh. March. We started. Yeah, we did. Last it. We March. did it last March, and we did it with uh, uh, what was Thomas it? Jackson. Yes, and I'm going to have him back on because he had a pretty bang up year too. Yeah, there's going to be a whole bunch of stuff that's coming on board. And then the other thing is, is while you're planning your garden, 
and thinking about what you're going to be doing and where you're going to be doing it, don't forget, it's coming up on soil test time. And that is going to be a major importance. I, I, I know we, we, well, what episode was that, Scott? Because people can refer to it. That was how- uh, episode 29th. And I think that's going to be a ninth of very December important was released. Thing. Yeah, we're not going to want you to go out there while the ground is three feet deep and nothing but ice. But when it starts to thaw out, when it comes to soil testing, that's when you go ahead and uh, you know amend your soils. You put in what's deemed necessary. That they're going to find out for you what you're lacking. Don't overdose on certain things like phosphorus, which is a negative thing when it works its way into the water system. But it is a positive thing when you use it properly and it goes into your fruit, you know, the food sources, the flour, then the fruit. Uh, Yeah, get your soil tested and pull that that episode up. What was it again? Episode 29. 29. It's, It's not a long one, but it's really interesting. So that wraps up this impromptu episode, and we are going to get out of here and return to our normally scheduled lives. Going gangbusters for growing in your own garden. Your Midwest Garden signing off for 2021. We're going to pick up again next. Signing off for 2021. 21 just started. Yeah, no, that sounded awful. I knew it when I was saying it. (laughs) Oh, well, we'll see you later on the next episode. Okay, folks? Goodbye, everybody. Later. Thanks for listening to your Midwest Garden. If you like today's conversation, please share this podcast with friends and family. And don't forget to click on the subscribe button so you won't miss any future episodes. Plus, if you have any show topics you'd like us to discuss, head on over to our sponsor's Facebook page, which is Black Diamond Garden Center, and message them your topic idea. For all of us at your Midwest Garden Podcast, I'm Michael Rourke, the Garden Guy. Hope you enjoyed today's conversation.